0: By the end of this day, with God's help, two wonderful things can happen. You you could become, I could become a little bit more generous of a person, and we can also become a little bit less impressed with ourselves. And we do all of this through following Jesus. The greatest teacher who ever lived, greatest talk ever given, the Sermon on the Mount, said what's insurmountable in this world are not my problems, they're not even um, my own weaknesses and flaws and brokenness and sin, it's God and his presence and his kingdom, which is right here. And so you can make this a golden rule day. And we're looking now in Matthew, the sixth chapter, Jesus is talking about how to become a genuinely good person from the inside. And in particular, how to finally get free from the need to have other people approve of me and think about me. And he, he uses three examples when he's talking about this that in that, Ancient world, especially in Israel, people would try to impress other people with how devout they were. And this would be helpful to us, but we can also apply what Jesus is saying to how we'll try to use our giftedness or our intelligence or our success at work into impressing other people. And he talks about the importance of secrecy, the the value of secrecy. So here's what he says. When you give, when you seek to help the needy... um, do not announce it with trumpets in the synagogues and on the street corners the way the hypocrites do. We'll come back in this um, uh, study to that word hypocrite in a day or two. Uh, in order to be seen by other people, truly I tell you, they have their reward in full. Now, what's their reward? Well, their reward is to impress other people by seeing. Uh, by being seen for how generous they are. And and so they get it, and then they're just a little bit more enslaved to it next time around. But Jesus says, when you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And then, so that your giving may be done in secret, and then your Heavenly Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now, Jesus is... uh, teaching something that is very, very revolutionary in the ancient world. There's a wonderful book by Peter Lightart called um, Gratitude and Intellectual History. And he talks about how in the ancient world, uh, I think the definitive study on this about 100 years ago is by a cultural anthropologist named Mauss, Marcel Maus. Uh, uh, the economy was... Um, dominated by the notion of gift giving, but not gifts as we often think about it today. Gifts always with a string attached. The way that it worked in the ancient world was that there would be a tight circle. There would be people that had more. In Rome, they were patrons or called benefactors. That was actually a title. And so if I'm one of those and you are my client, you are somebody who is um, living off my largess, I will give to you, but the, expect- the expectation is you'll give something back to me. Now, you won't be able to give as much money to me as I gave to you, um, but you can do other things to fulfill my desires. And so I give you X with the expectation that you will give me back Y. And there was in Latin a real simple saying around this, I give that you may give to me. And now uh, Jesus says... When you give, don't let it give this way. Don't don't let it be this way. What happened in the Christian community was that this circle of reciprocity, which in the ancient world was always strategic. I want to get something from you, and so I'll give something in order to get something. Uh, It got expanded so that it begins with God. Now, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of all lights, James says. So take a moment right now and think about what has God given you? Uh, Often in the black church, there'll be a kind of an exercise of gratitude. I thank God that you woke me up this morning and you put shoes on my feet, clothes on my back, food on my table. I was in my right mind. What gift do I have that I wasn't given by God? So gratitude exists, but now... Uh, Unlike in the ancient world, it's not about paying somebody back, a patron. It's gratitude to God. And then we are to give to everybody, and in particular, to try to give to people who cannot pay us back because we live in the reality of the kingdom of God, because we have a heavenly Father who clothes the uh, lilies of the field and who feeds the birds, and he's taking care of you. And therefore, Jesus says, this is a fundamentally different teaching Freely you have received, freely give. Now, this was so different in the ancient world. This is part of what Peter Lightheart writes. I'm not making this up. Jesus says, when you give, don't announce it with trumpets. That's, you know, kind of a funny thing to say. This is what Lightheart says. As in Homeric Greece, and in Athens, the benefit-gratitude system in Rome was interwoven with the pursuit of honor. A patron expected his client's to form an entourage to blow trumpets. I'm not making this up. And shout his praises as the patron passed through the streets of Rome. And Jesus is saying, now a whole different way to do life. Um, Live in gratitude with God who has given everything freely to you. And then give. But it can be so tempting to be impressed with myself when I'm giving or to want to have other people be impressed with me. So, Instead of doing the trumpet deal, uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I'm going to say a little bit about this because Jesus is an absolutely brilliant teacher and he understands how we can actually outsource virtue to our bodies, to our synapses, so that we cease to be so self-conscious and so aware of how wonderful I am. Um, It is possible for your left hand not to know what your right hand is doing. And this comes through practice or disciplines or exercises, whatever word you want to use to describe it. Um, I'm sitting at a piano right now. And I took lessons from Mrs. Beyer for many years as I was growing up. And I had to practice scales. And when you practice scales, as you know, if you ever took piano lessons, then you start playing and there's uh, one, two, three. And then you got to make your thumb go under the third finger And it goes on up, four more fingers, and then the thumb goes under again. That's how the right hand works. Left hand, you start, and you go up the first five fingers, and then the third finger's got to go up again, and then the fourth finger. And then you try to put them together. But it's really hard when you're doing it at first because you've got to think about what the right hand is doing and what the left hand is doing. But here's the thing. If you keep practicing, eventually the left hand forgets. The left hand forgets what the right hand is doing. After a while, it doesn't even know anymore. And it stops thinking, oh man, how hard I'm working at this. And what a remarkable hand I am to be able to make it. There is just freedom. The left hand forgets. That's the beauty of what happens when we outsource what it is that we're doing to our bodies and synapses get formed. God made us this way. And so the invitation today now is to practice generosity So that eventually, one of the things that Bonhoeffer says about goodness, um, uh, genuine goodness is never impressed by itself. Genuine goodness always has a self-forgetful quality to it. And so when you practice generosity today, and you don't let anybody know about it, you don't tell anybody about it, you don't blow the trumpet for it, what happens is then I learn I can live without other people's approval, and it looks a little less self-conscious to me And my left hand starts forgetting what it is that my right hand is doing. And that's when the music comes. That's when there's freedom. And then there can be the joy of being helpful. So the question today is, number one, um, how has God blessed me? Just to be aware in this moment right now, I get to do this. I get to talk into this camera to you in the fellowship of the withered hand and be part of a little community and and use my mind and study great stuff and talk about things that I love to talk about. And try. I get to do that. That's a gift with people that I love because God has been so good to me. And then what can I do for another person? I think of a friend of mine who's just a very generous guy and it's never impressive to him. He never says, wow, I'll wash my hands while I play this scale. He just invited another guy who's a real good friend. Why don't you come be with me? I've already bought you a ticket. There's just this generosity, and it never looks extraordinary to him. And and that's life in the kingdom. See, that's goodness that surpasses the scribes and the Pharisees. So today, do somebody a favor. Buy somebody some groceries. Let somebody go ahead of you. Go online with Compassion International or World Vision or somebody and send a gift someplace in the world, Doctors Without Borders, someplace where there is a great need right now. Buy somebody flowers and just leave them at their house or at their desk. Give somebody help at work without letting them know that you were going to do it. Run an errand for somebody. Write an email to somebody. And today, you know, th- th- this invitation, you know, during the Lenten season, almsgiving is the old word for it, but it's just generosity with your time and with our energy, uh, with our help for other people. It's just two real simple things today. Um, how can I give? And then how can I keep it a secret? And then there's freedom. And then there's goodness. And that's our God. Our God is the most generous being in the world. Because he knows it is more blessed to give. Make it a golden
1: rule you been listening to Become New with John Orbert, where you can receive 10 minutes of daily teaching about the person you're becoming. If you like what you're hearing, you can head on over to our website, becomenew.com, where John has over seven 10-minute teachings on the person you're becoming, cataloged in 20 different series covering a range of topics you might be interested in. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each episode that include extra resources and discussion questions you can let us know at become new.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you have a prayer request, there's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray for listeners just like yourself. You can send your specific request to us at the number 855-888-0444. I'm glad you're here and we'll catch you next time.